0: Welcome back to Rise to Liberty Podcast Today I am joined by Jeremy from Goldbacks uh, Let's see, I didn't want to mispronounce your last name It's uh, Corner?
1: Corden It's Gordon. Corden. Corden
0: Okay, I'm so terrible with names Jeremy Corden okay. of Goldback um, And do you kind of just want to, you know, give a quick run through of like what they are Just in case anybody doesn't know
1: Sure, you know, and I don't I don't know how many people are listening to this versus watching it, but a gold back, it's a thousandth of an ounce of gold. It's a commodity money. And the idea is that there are multiple denominations with different corresponding amounts of gold. So like the twenty five denomination, for example, twenty five times the amount of gold is the one cost twenty five times as much. It's a way that people can use uh, sound money today.
0: And so basically it's a cash version of gold, something that we could actually use as cash, but it's actually gold.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. You know, if a uh, cash and gold had a baby, it would be a gold back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, back up just a little bit. I just wanted, you know, people to be able to know what, what we're talking about, why you're here. Uh, what, what, uh, awesome contribution you have made uh, to this whole Liberty sphere. But what what got you into bullion in the first place? What got you interested in finance?
1: You know, I, I can't say I was ever really that interested in finance beyond, <laughs> you know, saving my allowance to buy, you know, more Pokemon cards or, you know, I mean. Fair enough. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up like in a, a financially literate family. Um, what got me really interested in gold was the the Ron Paul campaign in 2011. I actually was one of his delegates in Utah. And you know, out of all the libertarian things, precious metals, that subsection interested me the most. And anything that I could get my hands on about precious metals, you know, I was doing that. I was absolutely fascinated with, you know, gold and silver and the monetary system and everything else. And I wanted to learn everything I could about it. So I guess the standard question would be
0: what got you into libertarianism or, you know, that that uh, type of philosophy?
1: You know, that's that's a really fun, fun one. Um When I was in high school, when I was in high school, I got kind of sucked into um, politics. I was, I was a Mormon kid living in Oregon and Mitt Romney was running for president. And this is like in 20, this is like 2008. I want to say this is like the, this is a yeah. long time ago. This is like, you know, the 2007, 2008 presidential campaign. And I was so fascinated with Mitt Romney because he was a Mormon too. It it really wasn't anything bigger or more yeah. complicated than that. It was like, he's a Mormon, I'm a Mormon. So therefore I should be interested in this guy's campaign. Yeah. And I read obsessively Every day, any article that came out about Mitt Romney's campaign, and I couldn't help but learn about all the other campaigns. And if you remember the 2008 election, or oh, yeah. Mitt Romney, he didn't, he didn't get the Republican nomination. John McCain did. And I became convinced that John McCain had somehow cheated Mitt Romney out of the nomination. I was I was sure of it. I'd read enough. I thought, <laughs> you know, John McCain swindled Mitt Romney out of the, you know, he played dirty. Yeah, you know, I'm just a kid, right? So I don't even, yeah. I don't really understand the world, right? Um, and I was so upset that John McCain had slighted Mitt Romney. And I didn't, I didn't like John McCain, you know, John McCain was the guy that wanted to go to war with Iran, you know, and I, I grew up kind of during these, the Bush years of, you know, the yeah. forever war in Afghanistan so and, you know, like, everyone that I was around in school, you know, everyone outside of church, basically in Oregon, this is a very, you know, kind of left leaning state really hated George Bush and his, in his <laughs> war. It was the democratic Party's the anti-war party. And John McCain represented, you know, he was just another Bush. And for whatever reason, I didn't believe that Mitt Romney wanted to go to war with Iran, but John McCain did. And he became, you know, he, he torpedoed my guy. And he was the devil. So, (laughs) you know, out of spite, I started following Obama's campaign. And, you know, Obama really appealed to the young people. But what I liked about Obama as an 18-year-old was that he, in 2007, mind you, really spoke to and campaigned on constitutional principles. It's weird if you go back and look at it. If you go back and look at, like... A campaign speech for obama in 2007 and you compare that against john mccain i think obama was closer to being a a constitutional candidate than john mccain and you know i hope people can forgive me i was young but i i really liked that about obama and in 2008 I, i voted for that guy and over the course of the next four years i became really disillusioned so that when Ron Paul ran, I thought, hey, these are all the things I liked about Obama. And, you know, that I liked about the Republican Party. Because it's I was always the anti-war guy. I didn't yeah. like war. And John McCain was a war guy. Obama didn't prove to be a dove either. You know, he <laughs> continued the war in Afghanistan. He didn't end the war in Afghanistan like he talked about. So everything that Ron Paul said, I really liked and resonated with. And then I learned more, you know, and that was, you know that's how I got interested in politics and interested in Ron Paul and you know, like a lot of my friends, you know, we, we all kind of became these libertarian leaning uh, Republicans, you know, in in that generation, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much my era of entry as well. I actually found uh, Ron Paul in a high times magazine uh, campaign advertisement (laughs) He was, you know, what it had his platform in there and he was for the decriminal decriminalization and legalization of marijuana. And I thought that was like political suicide, but it said marijuana and all other drugs. And I was like, this is crazy. I've never seen this before. And so I kind of stuck with him for that. And that following winter after that campaign, that was the 2008 campaign. Um after that winter i had heard more about him started reading up on him and well here i am (laughs) so yeah that's that's crazy i've heard a lot of people come into uh the philosophy um through ron paul either 2008 or 2012
1: well if you're if you're 30 years old if you're between 30 and 40 years old right now and you're in the libertarian space it's a pretty safe bet that it wasn't jonathan johnson (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, or or uh or whoever whoever wh- who was the who is the joe joe no joe jorgensen joe Jor- um, it probably wasn't her either
0: and it definitely wasn't gary johnson you
1: no know, so you know it's it's kind of the ron paul you know yeah libertarian slash conservative generation of people and you know so that's and yeah. my guess is that that might be a lot of your viewers too you know
0: actually yeah um the the age gap is kind of kind of interesting. It's like early thirties, uh, late thirties, early forties, and then mm-hmm. kind of jumps up in between a little bit and has got a little bit of an older crowd, but mm-hmm. so but yeah, it's pretty much pretty much uh, people around our age came into the libertarian movement or people who were uh, libertarian curious. So sure. I I do try to cater to those people as well because there is a lot of bad information and a lot of bad examples of this philosophy out there. So, um, so obviously that's a natural progression to get into bullion from there uh, learning about the federal reserve fiat currency, all that stuff. Um, so how, how did you get into the industry?
1: Well, I didn't think it was an industry that I could get into. I mean, there's not a whole lot of precious metal stores, Usually if you find one, there's like the owner of the store and then he's got kind of his little underlings, you know, <laughs> that, that aren't getting paid as much as that guy is. And it's not like, you know, it didn't it didn't feel like a realistic um, job that I could do. Um, I did a blog on a website. I think it's gone now, but it was called The Daily Paul. So hmm. there's a there's an online community of Ron Paul people. And I had found a small business in Utah that did something that was completely unique. I had never seen it anywhere online in all my researching and all my studying. And that was a company that specialized in gold eagles. Now, the reason why they did gold eagles is because there's a $50 face value on that gold eagle, which means it's minted by the government and it's recognized as money by the government. So it's money. Um, it makes it very different than, say, bullion because it's a legal tender coin. And they allowed their membership, and it was a membership, to own these $50 one-ounce gold pieces and to have accounts that were denominated in gold dollars.
0: Hmm.
1: And supposedly there's some tax benefits for doing that. They did the same thing with silver. Um, and nobody else had been capitalizing off the fact that you know, these are real legal tender coins, you know, or emphasizing that, except for this one guy named Larry Hilton, with his little side business in Utah. So I wrote mm-hmm. a blog about it, Daily Paul, and it it got, it was, it was better than all my other blogs, you know, it got maybe, you know, a few hundred people to read it, it got a lot of upvotes. And, you know, I remember thinking at the time, because they had a bill pay service, I thought, If they had like a credit card instead of a bill pay service, I'm a student, I'm never going to use a bill pay service. But if they had like a credit card associated to the service, I'd probably use it. And it was a few years later, I'd I'd gotten married and that I was working doing Medicare sales or Medicare like advantage plan sales that I got this email out of the blue from this little tiny company saying that they are offering credit cards. Attached to the accounts, so I thought, "Hey, that was my big complaint, you know." So I wanted to interview Larry, and I wanted to write an article about this company because nobody else had ever covered it. You know, it was this missing piece of information in this, you know, sea of information about precious metals that I'd been, you know, playing around in forever. And I, I felt like I knew who the players were, I knew who the companies were, I knew what the offerings were, and I'd never seen a gold account, let alone a, a gold eagle, silver eagle account. I type to any sort of card before. So I wrote this blog. It went on the Daily Poll. And then I got really lucky. Um, somebody sent it as a tip into Zero Hedge. And Zero Hedge covered the story. And it got a quarter million hits. <laughs> so, you know, all of a sudden, you know, this tiny little business that had like 200 customers and like two part-time employees went from having 200 members that had accounts there Or a hundred or you know, whatever the number was, to having several thousand. You know, just over the course of like a weekend. (laughs) Um and (laughs) well, the other thing this company had going for it is, and they still do this, is they allow you to sell gold and silver without a spread, which I thought was I interesting. I didn't even know how they did that. You know, when I bought gold and silver, you know, I I bought it for twenty bucks, I could sell it for 18, you know, or, or 17. Mm-hmm. And every time I had to sell my silver, I'd lose money, which sucked because I, I owned it. So I wouldn't lose money. So finding a company that didn't have a spread I thought was really cool. And <laughs> I, I emphasized that in the article and, you know, as their business model. And I leveraged that event to working for Larry Hilton and getting involved in precious metals. That's that's how I ended up doing full time in precious metals. I said, hey, I, I got you all these new people. You obviously need to hire. And he offered me like 10 bucks an hour, and which was a huge pay decrease. But my wife let me do it because it's the industry I loved and it's the industry where I wanted to work. And I didn't stay at $10 for too long. But you know, that's the I guess that's what I had to do to get in. And just a, a tiny side note on that spread. I ended up talking to Larry about it. I said, well. What was really incredible is you offered a zero by sell spread. He said, Well, what's that? I said, Well, you're you're charging the same you're giving people the same price they're paying for the metals on a given day. He said, Well, I don't know why we're doing that. We should be charging a spread. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't a precious metals guy. He was an insurance company guy. He did that on accident. <laughs> which blew my mind. I thought, yeah. I thought you knew what you were doing, man. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought that was intentional. Know. So, so it ended up getting, you know, parred down to like, okay, it's, it's a zero spread, but only for $10,000 in a 30 day period. And it was kind of like a, a loss leader to get people in the door, you know? So Alpine gold, that's the company now. Um, they still do that, you know? And that's, yeah, it's pretty cool, but it's it's a little disruptive because everybody else charges a spread. Um, but that's I don't know, funny story. I don't I don't tell many people that 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 that, that core offering was a total accident by someone that didn't really understand precious metals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's really funny. It's just I could just imagine the look on his face. It's just like, it's like oh well, let's charge <laughs> a spread. I'm like, you <laughs> just
1: had two thousand people sign up because you didn't charge a spread, so <laughs> yeah, exactly maybe we just need to figure out how to make the no spread thing work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, oh. so you're, you're working there. And I know that there was a, um, a, uh, was a gold back crypto thing that you guys were working on. Um, do you kind of want to run down that? Is there anything imp- important in between those two? points
1: you know that's that's fair um so i started working for it was the united precious metals association it's serviced by alpine gold um both those things still exist they've been around for over 10 years now um a lot of what i was doing as the first full-time employee and this was larry's side project you know he was there once a week he really let me kind of run it And for me as a young person that I feel like that really kind of put me in an entrepreneur seat in terms of starting up a business and, and really kind of making the whole thing work. Um, so I was, I was kind of building up my experience, you know, serving in as kind of like an executive for this tiny little startup. And is
0: a killer opportunity.
1: (laughs) It was, it didn't pay me much, but it was a killer opportunity. Yeah. Um, What I really liked about Larry in particular is that this is a guy as just some lawyer guy wrote a law. So he wrote a bill, he drafted a bill, he found lawmakers that would pass his bill, he, he followed Ron Paul too. And Ron Paul was talking about inflation as a tax. And I think it was in one of the debates, John McCain or Mitt Romney, or someone was talking to Ron Paul and, you know, they admitted that, you know, inflation is basically a tax. And Ron Paul didn't like this and they thought that it was fine. And Larry thought, Oh, I need to do something about this. And most people, when they think that they complain about it online, they don't actually go and do something about it. Right. I mean, they don't, they don't like take a concrete action in the public space to do, to solve the problem. But Larry did that. He's, he's really special that way. He, he, he drafted a bill as a lawyer. He went to a lawmaker and said, Hey, this is a bill that would, legalize gold or recognize at a state level gold and silver coinage as legal tender and really just all gold is legal tender in the state of utah and then he helped shepherd the bill all the way through all the committees and it passed into law in utah in 2011 wow you know and it's
0: <laughs> that's like that's impressive
1: how'd you do that you know like nobody else did that so yeah. you know and larry was thinking and i i think he was thinking this at the time he thought well if we just pass a dang law. let people use the gold and silver coins then everyone would just do that and i solved the problem and you know lo and behold people weren't actually taking even though the law allowed it they weren't taking gold and silver coins and like traveling with them in a pouch and pulling them (laughs) out and using those instead of dollars that's not what happened that was the expectation that's not what actually happened um which is too bad you know because that was that was kind of the hope but what Larry was trying to do with the United Precious Metals Association and Alpine Gold is he was trying to solve that problem. He was trying to get people not just to own gold just in case or own silver just in case. He wanted people to use gold and silver as money instead of using Federal Reserve notes or at least have the option. And that's what led to the crypto company, right? Because we're still trying yeah. to solve that that same problem. And my thought with the crypto company was hey, you know, crypto is this new and growing space. And, you know, 2017, I think is when we started it. Let's just get gold. We'll digitize it. We'll break it down into a thousand pieces with crypto technology. Because the problem with gold is that it's not small enough. You know, you, you, it's not, you know, your, your old $2,000 gold coin is, It's just too valuable. It's too big to really use in a small transaction. So let's just back a crypto with it. And, you know, problem solved. We're all using sound money. Um, The company was called Quintric. I was really proud of it because what we decided to do was to, and nobody's ever done this before or since to my knowledge, I, I could be wrong. I don't want to get a cease and desist letter from some guy that's, doing it that I haven't heard of um, (laughs) is we thought, well, the crypto blockchain, it keeps track of all the gold and all the tokens that should be in the system. I wanted to have just as much transparency on the vaulting side. So I thought we're going to live stream the vault. The vault itself will be live streamed and the holdings of this crypto chain, this blockchain will be on the live stream and anybody can go through the scroll and they can do an audit at any time of all the gold that's supposed to be there for all the tokens being backed. Oh, and by the way, we're only using us minted gold eagles. And by the way, those us minted gold eagles are considered considered legal tender by the federal government. And by the way, if you have one, one thousandth (laughs) of an ounce, that's five gold cents. All of that is considered legal tender. So not only is this, uh well, not only is this cryptocurrency um usable, it's considered legal tender by the government, which,
0: which is something practical.
1: that it's very practical at that point. And and by the way, you can see that it's all there. And I thought it kind of checked all the boxes. I thought, you know, this is a 10 out of 10 idea. You know, let's go ahead and do it. Um, the company ran into problems for a few reasons. One is that the main executives running it both Larry Hilton and myself, we didn't have any cryptocurrency experience at all. Right. round up. <laughs> yeah. So, so Warren Buffett, you know, he says, you know, I try not to invest in just 10 out of 10 ideas. I try to invest in the people and it's not that we were bad people. We just did not have the experience to cleanly execute a cryptocurrency company and to run a software company. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing Quintrick had going against it. The second biggest thing it had going against it was, you know, going to these conferences, you know, over a hundred times I'd hear this over and over again, you know, person after person, they'd say something a lot like this, all right? Something along these lines. The first comment would be, well, that's a really cool idea. And I love that you're live streaming the gold and, and I trust you, Jeremy, and I, I trust Larry, and I, I trust that you're a good guy, and I trust that the gold is really there. I, I really do. I, I trust that you guys have your heart in the right place and that you're doing everything you can to get, you know, the sound money project off the ground And and good for you. I don't trust the government, though, because here's the thing. As soon as your project passes a billion dollars, they're going to roll in right through your vault wall with a tank or an excavator. And they're going to take all those gold coins and they're going to throw you in jail. And have you ever heard of the Liberty dollar? You know, they're going to, they're going to, they're (laughs) going to get you, they're going to get you and all those gold coins that are backing your project right now are going to be in the custody of the government. And my tokens will be worthless. So that's why I'm not going to buy your stupid token. It's a great idea. I love what you're trying to do. I'm not going to buy it because this is the second thing they'd tell me. And sometimes they just tell me the second part, not the whole story. Yeah. They'd say, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. That's a hard thing to be told if you're a gold backed cryptocurrency project, right? Cause <laughs> yeah. the point of the crypto is you're not holding it right. You know, or uh, yeah, you're not holding it. Yeah. So, so I was told that over and over again. And that's when I stumbled on Valorum and Valorum is the manufacturing company for gold And you know, I'd love to say that you know the clouds parted and the angels sung and the, you know, I <laughs> I realized what had to be done at, at that moment. It, it took me a lot longer than that. Then
0: you discovered your calling. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm
1: a I'm a little more dense than people give me credit for, but you know, I mean, Valorum they were they were selling and I, I don't know who can see this, but they were selling you know these things. It was like the tenth of a gram, kind of Willy Wonka golden ticket like thing, and I thought. that's cool i haven't seen that before so i started and then they had a crypto project they wanted to do and they still might do this at some point in fact i hope they do where you have like a a key on the outside and then you destroy the bill to get towards the um you get to the the password or whatever so every every you know it's like a it's like an orum. so it's it's like a gold back with a wallet on the outside and a password on the inside and you can't get to the password without destroying the wallet or destroying the destroying the bill i like that yeah i liked it too i liked it so much that it helped them raise like half a million dollars which really kind of built up the relationship we did a little gold crypto quintric project with them um for a i'd call it a micro state but it's almost more like a an imaginary state, or a, or an old kingdom state in Breffni, Ireland. We did a project like that, and then that flopped. It had no profit margin. And Valorum came back to me, and they said, "Well, you know, we want to do another project with you. You know, we want to do something with you. We like working with you. What other ideas do you got?" Right. And I think that you know Adam Trexler, the president of Valorum, him him telling me that. Kind of got the juices going a little bit. And, you know, I had this dream. And, you know, sometimes you dream and you wake up and you think, you know, what was that acid trip? You know, and you forget about it (laughs) after like 20 minutes. But, you know, this one kind of stuck with me because I was dreaming is an extra sticky dream. And people were using these gold bills in multiple denominations. To buy stuff, and I think they were like at a farmer's market, but they were they were hmm. transacting with gold, and that was the whole thing. That was the impression I got. The whole thing was, hey, they're using gold, they're spending gold, they're getting change in gold. You know, the whole thing's gold, and it, it's these bills that Valora makes. And I woke up and I thought, yeah, that. Why don't they just do that? I mean, it, it could just be money, the whole thing. And there, there's an element of the right time and the right place. Because that year, 2019, was the first year that Valorum could go down to a thousandth of an ounce. Before that, the smallest they did is a tenth of a gram. It's like three and a half times bigger. But a thousandth of an ounce, we were looking at a $2 gold product. And that had never been done up until that point. Uh, at least not recently.
0: Do you, so. you want to kind of describe like what the gold back is? like? Kind
1: of just that really neat technology. Yeah. So in terms of technology, what the goldback is?
0: Yeah. it's like what it's made out of the, the, the process in which they, I guess, come to life.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. There's a lot of confusion around goldbacks. People think they're foil. So, you know, there's some sort of like rolling machine that rolls these things out like a penny machine if you go to that's a carnival what I thought at first you know that's that's what people think goldbacks are and if that's what they really were i'd be a criminal for charging so much for them <laughs> yeah um somebody asked me the other day i was i was talking to someone yeah you know, he said oh well you know well goldback you know i i don't know how those people sleep at night and i thought well what do you mean you know i i got a little defensive <laughs> um, so a goldback is microtechnology. So if you look at your laptop, your cell phone, your car, it, it has computer chips. The computer chips have gold in them. You know, we've heard about this. We know about this. Well, how'd that gold get there? Because it didn't get rolled out of a machine. It actually got placed there through a process called vacuum deposition. So you have this enormous chamber. It gets filled with argon gas. That gets cleaned out. And now you have a vacuum. And you have a giant gold target with about 700 ounces on it, and that gets hit with a laser beam. And when the gold target gets hit with a laser beam, little tiny parts of gold, particles of gold fall off and get can get placed in extremely um, precision amounts in precision places. So if you think diabetic test strips have gold, it's the same process. If you have a space helmet with a layer of gold in it, same process. Oakley sunglasses, same <laughs> process. Uh, you know, microchips, same process. All of it's vacuum deposition. Valorum was the first company that used vacuum deposition in a bullion-like product. So you run a sheet of polymer through. The polymer gets coated with gold. They know exactly, down to within you know a thousandth. Well a thousandth of like a microgram or so, like super super precision like a nano a, uh i I'm, I'm failing i'm failing on my on my it's like a thousandth of a gram or something like it's really small really really yeah. really small ridiculously right? small. ridiculously small they know exactly how much gold is on these things okay and then that gets sealed between another layer of polymer so what you have is like a a plastic sandwich, a polymer plastic sandwich with gold in the middle that's kind of protected by the plastic. And it used to be that when they started, these things would have like a six hundred percent premium or a seven or eight hundred percent premium. Well, it's expensive. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is not cheap technology. When and, first
0: time doing it with something new, like going out of the bounds of the normal usage.
1: Yeah. No, it's but they were able to sell enough of these things as kind of these novelty items where people were willing to pay these premiums to get it to the point where they got the premium under 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, as soon as you do that, if you look at a gold back, a gold back is a thousandth of an ounce of gold. So if you if you were to melt that down, that's like $2, right? And if you were to buy a gold back today, depending where you're buying it, you know, it's it's close to $4. So just right under that 100% premium level. Um, or right at it. If you were to compare a gold back or a thousandth of an ounce of gold versus other products, like little tiny itty bitty bars for gold that were also that small, those bars, they're like two, 300, 400% premiums. The gold back is the cheapest. It's the cheapest way. Because think about it like in terms of price per unit. If you have a gold coin You know, and it rolls through the mint and they stamp it. And this technology has been around for a long time. It's gotten better over the years, but it's been around for a long time. If they double stamp one of these coins and they push it out, how much value does that add to put a stamp on a one ounce of gold?
0: I mean, none, really. Aesthetic.
1: Well, it it, it does, though. It it costs more. So if you buy a one ounce bar or a hundred ounce bar, 100-ounce bar per ounce costs less than the coin. In fact, the coin is about mm, between, depending on what you stamp it with, between $25 to $100 worth of value per unit. Hmm. And if you get a it holder, it's even more. So $25 to $100 cost per unit. And they're not like serialized or anything. Yeah, it's a yeah. coin. It's the same as all the other coins. So a gold back is serialized. There's a serial number on the gold back. Every single gold back has a serial number. The hmm. price per unit for a gold back in terms of manufacturing is just over a dollar. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that for an individual gold back. So we're doing it for like a hundredth or a fiftieth of the cost of the coin process. And, you know, I asked these people, They give me a hard time. I said, well, you know, I mean, do you, do you expect me to take a, an ounce of gold and to split it into a thousand individual pieces? And to do that, it melt?
0: Let me guess. That's exactly what they expected.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they want. If if I can't do that, they don't want it. And it's like, well, I, fine. You know, like, I hope that you have a good time spending your one ounce gold coins. Also, like, what other products are you holding to that standard? Like, are you going to like buy pencils and saying, well, I've been to Home Depot and I'm feeling really (laughs) insulted right now that a two by four right now is going for $2.50 and this pencil is a dollar. How can you justify that? It's like, well, you're ignoring an economic law that as soon as you add labor into something, you're adding value. Yeah. If I can split an ounce of gold into a thousand pieces that are serialized and have never been counterfeited, ever, that adds value. If anything, I'd actually argue that goldbacks are undervalued. We should be charging way more for these things. Do
0: we know what the uh, the current rate is? Uh, what, what you guys are exactly
1: charging? Obviously, each uh, note has its own uh, value. Well, but it's interchangeable. So if you have a 1, and that's the other cool part, the one gold back, one one thousandth of an ounce. It's, if you had five gold backs, it's the same price as a five gold back. Yeah. If you had 10 of the fives, it's the same price as a 50. You can turn in a 50 and get 50 of the one. And that way it's just like cash. Yeah. No. And, you know, precious metals, they've never done that before. And that's why I knew that we had to push down the price on the one denomination as low as we could possibly get it. Where you know we're going under the hundred percent premium, we're going under, in fact, you know, our manufacturing company to this day is losing money on the production of the one gold back. Hmm. Because we're trying to make that premium as low as possible because all of the other gold backs are pegged to that one.
0: Interesting.
1: Hmm. But again, if you compare the one versus other gold products that are of a similar weight or size the premium on the one denomination is lower than everything else but it's produced at a loss so go figure you know
0: so how we kind of brought this up before we started but exactly how did the community uh, approach you guys uh, approach this idea because I mean this is really like revolutionary
1: well we're trying I mean because the idea behind the gold back is, this is sound money you can use today, right? This is this is a sound money project for today, and we're leveraging a technology that hasn't existed in this form until a few years ago, and you know the the technological breakthrough aspect of the gold back is really understated. Um, like you look at like the first conference of the United Nations or the, the league of nations. They, they met in New York. It was the, it was the end of the 1800s is the 1890s. The top item on their agenda was horse poop. They have all these cities throughout the Western world <laughs> and they are drowning in horse crap because everyone's using these carriages and they don't know where to put all of it. And it's polluting their rivers and they don't, they have to cart at places. And they thought, you know, if the cities keep growing this way, we're all doomed to drown in horse poop if we can't get this figured out. And the automobile came in and it solved the problem. Right. Yeah. It's like weird to like hear that that was their problem at the time. Now (laughs) the problem in precious metals, the sound money problem is something that you really won't hear about that often. It, it exists in kind of some intellectual circles, but I'm going to challenge you for a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to break the, I'm going to go against the uh, I'm going to go against the, the libertarian wisdom here. Let's say that we were able to appoint Ron Paul as the chairman of the federal reserve, right? The, you know, we won the revolution's over. We kicked down the doors of the fed. Ron Paul's the chairman. Now we're running the fed. There's not like some lever in the building to go back to the gold standard. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. And the reason why might surprise you. And you can tell me how libertarian this sounds, by the way. The gold standard, at its very best, let's say it's 1910. The Fed hasn't taken over yet. This is the, the golden age of the golden standard. This is it. In 1910, the gold standard was the government force-pegging three industrial metals, copper, silver, and gold together, at a fixed ratio under penalty of death. Hmm.
0: That's progressively less libertarian the further you go down that list. <laughs>
1: sure. But that's the best sound money we've ever had. And you know, if you go back to Roman times, it wasn't that different. Except why, the Roman
0: Why was it those three particular?
1: Well, you have a hundred copper pennies that are a silver dollar. You have twenty silver dollars that are a gold piece. Okay. If the if the price sense. of silver in Europe changes and you start minting melting down silver dollars, they'll hang you for it for debasing the currency. Now, as you fast forward, and now we live in an industrial society, 80% of our silver is used in industry. 80%. It's an undervalued industrial metal. I'll give it that. Yeah. How much, what percentage of our copper do you think is used in industry? I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like virtually all of it, like 99 point whatever percent.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, it's in the electrical wires. It's in your headset. You know, it's in the, it's in the wires that are connecting the two of us. You know, it's copper is in everything, right? We need our copper. You don't necessarily want your copper getting worn out in people's pockets and pennies. Because that's less that you have for industry. Same thing it's with true. silver. You don't want to wear out your silver and pockets. You want to have it in your solar panels. But that leaves gold. Gold only 10% is used in industry. That's it. 90% of gold is jewelry, central banks, investment, coins. Hmm. So gold is still money. Yeah. You know, so you can't go back to gold, silver, copper without deindustrializing the world. That's never going to happen. So that's why Mm -hmm. I said that proverbial lever to go back to the gold standard. It's not there. Even when central banks talk about going back to the gold standard, it's something like Quintric, but less transparent. It's, well, we'll have the dollar and we'll back it with gold. It's there. Trust us. It's there. Trust us. We're not going to live stream it. It's there. We're just going to say it's there. It's like, well, you know what? In the 1970s, you really broke that trust. And I don't think we're going to trust you again. Now I agree. I mean, now what? I
0: I can't (laughs) even think of a, of a logical or practical way to even institute going back onto a gold standard.
1: But, Um, but libertarians and conservatives talk about it all the time. Like that could just be done. Like we could just do that. Like, why don't we just do that? It's like, how are you going to do that? You can't go back, man. Well, and I over. kind
0: of thought we didn't want like a centralized currency because you would have to create a new one.
1: Yeah, yeah, you would. So, you know, and that's why that's why gold back is such a big deal. Because we're taking a technology, you know, it's it's like the automobile to the horse, right? For precious metals, we're saying, yeah. "Hey, the small coin problem," and it's called the, it has a problem, it's called the small coin problem for the last 2600 years is you cannot make gold small enough in coinage to spend on small things. You have to have silver and copper to buy small things. Yeah. The gold back, if the gold back was around in 1910, would be worth four wheat pennies. One one thousandth of an ounce, that's two cents because a $20 gold piece is Mm. 20 bucks. So a thousandth of two cents, 100% premium four wheat pennies of purchasing power that's what a gold back is if we can ever split a gold back into quarters it'll be one wheat penny the smallest amount hmm. of money that we ever actually physically needed hmm. we're going to we're going to try it at some point we're totally going to do it um, i'm actually excited to see that though that's yeah it'd be like a dollar it'd be a gold back that was worth about a dollar for now
0: hmm. would obviously it would be Quite a bit smaller or like really small?
1: It I think it would be the same size, it'd just be transparent. You you oh. as soon as you go less gold than a gold back, you can start to see through it. So
0: so interesting. that's so
1: as far as reception goes for the gold back, I kind of have two main camps. You know, kind of the lover hate love it or hate it camp. Now the hate it camp is interesting. Well, I'll start with the love it camp. The the love it camp is fun because they look at this gold back and they say my God, you fixed the money. Like, this is it. Like, you found the thing. This is our direction. <laughs> this is it. Like, we, we finally have a sound money solution. It's not the Fed going back in the gold standard. I mean, it's not that. It's never going to be that. It's not, you know, as much as we love cryptocurrency, that's too volatile. You know, this is another solution. That's a precious metal solution. That's not a digital solution. It's, it's private mm-hmm. currency. It's cash. It's basically cash. You made a gold cash. This is great. I want to I do this. I'm going to show everybody I know. I'm going to buy a hundred. I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to explain to people. And I am going to advance the sound money revolution. That's gold back. I get it. I'm on board. I want to play. Right. So I, <laughs> that's, that's camp number one, you know, the most excited about it people. And then they profusely thank me for, for trying to work on this. And I, I feel validated and it, it helps, you know, build up my ego to withstand the, the people on the other camp. So then there's the hate it camp.
0: Now, Real quick, mm-hmm. with the hated camp, or is it largely industry people, um,
1: large, largely uh,
0: like consumers, or is it a pretty even mixture of both?
1: That's a good question. That's fair. Um, there's two. There's two types of people in the hated camp. If I were to break it down, um, the first type is people that have been buying precious metals for years and years and years, and what they've been taught for decades, oftentimes, is that if you're paying any sort of a premium over melt on gold, somebody is scamming you. Somebody's got their hand in your pocket, and you're not very smart. That's what they tell you. I mean, it's just like, hey, you know, and it's a race to the bottom. And, you know, we're going to sell gold, the cheapest gold, you know, and, you know, if you're paying more than you have to for that same gold coin, you're a sucker. So if somebody's charging you more for any other form of gold, then you're probably a sucker. And you know they see the gold back, they see 100% premium. I went on, um, I saw a Reddit post, and the question was something like, "Hey, all you haters out there, what would be a fair premium on gold back? Like, what would you pay? Because 100% is not acceptable. Is 80% okay? Like, what do you think would be fair for the gold back?" And the hmm. hater camp, you know, it's like, "I'd pay less than melt. I'd pay melt. I'd I'd pay melt." I pay one percent over melt. I pay below melt. Seeing real smart asses. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know what? You know, the, these aren't people that are gonna get one over if gold back goes from 100 percent to 90%. Fundamentally, they don't believe in fractional gold at all. Maybe they don't even want coins. They want bars. They want hundred ounce bars, you know, delivered through the LBMA. Hmm. There you are, a kilo bar, that's gonna be their best value. And so, so anything else seem... is junk.
0: Does it seem like it's kind of like uh, like an old guard? Yeah, a little I, bit. Kind of like they're gatekeeping a bit?
1: A little bit. I, it's mostly older folks. It's mostly people that are, you know, and I don't want to, you know, knock the older generation. A lot of people that are older really understand goldbacks and get excited by it. But I would say more so of the hater camp, you know, it's 60 plus, you know, they look at the gold back and they say, this is just a repackaged expensive, fractional gold product that you know i'd rather have coins and bars because it has a lower premium and you know you could ask them, well why do you own coins and bars well just in case the dollar falls apart and i need to use gold and silver don't you think it'd be hard to barter with a one kilo bar <laughs> nope <laughs> you know, i gotta yeah okay the, <laughs> you
0: know the issue i've always kind of seen with it i mean even with silver it's like exactly how how small can we get i mean we can get pretty small with silver but i just i it's it's interesting well i guess well, here's, it's kind of here's, not here's my, interesting here's
1: here's my beef with silver and i i love silver i'm a silver bug i own silver i'll put that disclaimer on there i think it's an undervalued industrial metal i think it's price suppressed great i hear two things from the silver community one is we don't need gold backs because silver exists That's silver stupid. silver is you're taking silver spot, dude. I mean, like you're taking silver spot. You know, we got mercury dimes. We don't need your gold backs. You're not solving any problems. That's there's stupid. a great YouTube video. Uh, there's a great YouTube video out there. And the guy says, basically, you know, gold back doesn't solve any problems because silver exists. Screw the gold back.
0: It directly solves a problem.
1: <laughs> but the second thing that is said about silver by the same community, by the same people is silver is a dramatically undervalued industrial metal that is price suppressed by the big banks. They're already getting fined billions of dollars for it. And when that finally stops, the industrial use for silver has been so high that the price correction on silver will shoot silver to half the value of gold or or overshoot and it'll be worth more than gold. You know, follow what Mike Maloney says about silver. It's a very different sales pitch than gold has. There's yeah. a speculative nature of silver is that's this undervalued thing. So which one is it? Is is silver because it can't be both. It can't be yeah. this is the fractional <clears throat> thing you should use instead of gold. This is what we'll actually use as money, or is it it's hyper undervalued, it'll be worth more or as much as gold is. Because well, if it's worth just as much as gold, then you need the gold back.
0: Right? And and how threatening is the gold back if it's if you don't need it.
1: You know, well, you're not going to use silver as money anyway, because the industrial demand it's not coming from people using silver as currency. We're never going to do that again. I think we've established that. 80% of silver is being used in industry. You know, you know, you're looking at. You're looking at the. You're looking at the future industrial demand of silver. You know, industry will support a much higher price on silver. It'll support a three, four hundred dollar price on silver. So now you're not using silver as money anymore, which is fine. You shouldn't use silver as money anymore. It tarnishes. It wears out. But you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll back up a little bit. If silver is worth just as much as gold, we're totally going to do a silver backed currency. We'll totally do it. We've already been messing with the technology. So, you know, it's not like there's not space for that. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's kind of my hater group. And then, you know, I think the, the real core of my hater group are, and this is ironic, and I don't say this very often because it creates problems. It's precious metals dealers that don't sell gold backs yet. Mm. They don't want a 30 year old to walk into their business, look at all their coins, and say, Hey, I want gold backs. Well, guess what? This coin dealer was born in 1959, he's been selling silver and gold coins for the last 50 years. He doesn't sell gold backs. That's a that's really threatening to have somebody, you know, want to buy something that's not in your store that's a precious metals product. They're not going to have anything nice to say.
0: Yeah, it seems to them as though it's a direct threat.
1: It's a, it's a competitor. And you yeah. know, we we have onboarded a lot of these coin stores, I'd say that 25% of coin stores sell gold backs now. But until it's close to 100, that's just going to stay there. Yeah. you know and it we would be closer to 100 percent if it wasn't for you know the we, we want to sell a melt thing or the we don't want to sell the new product thing because again yeah. you know you get these crotchety old men and it's like <laughs> you know do you want to hear about goldback <laughs> now no i mean i mean do you, can i give you one for free No. why don't you want what? one what <laughs> now do you even know what they cost now you know yeah, I'm not getting here with these guys. <laughs> they have online accounts too. Goldbacks are bad, you know. Goldbacks are a ripoff. Like, all right, I'm not going to win you guys over. You know, yeah. I'll have to wait for you guys. I'll have to wait till they die out. I don't know. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> I'll outlast <It's>, you guys. <laughs>
0: I mean, it stands to reason that you would get some pushback, some haters. That seems to be, you know, with every good idea, every revolutionary idea. Um. It is just strange to me, though, because I remember the first time I saw, I saw gold bags, and I saw what they were, and I started I kept reading, you know, the advertisement, and it just blew me away. Just the concept alone actually being put into action. Um, as you had mentioned earlier, like, who actually goes out and does something about it. This is all things considered not an entirely complicated uh solution i mean you guys are doing it not saying it was ever easy by the way
1: well like i said there, there's a little bit of the right guy in the right place the right time aspect to this the technology didn't exist to go that small until the year that we happened to start it right so yeah you know for me it's it's kind of wild to you know just be part of it it's it's really exciting. And it's really empowering because a lot of the people that do want sound money, I don't feel like they have a lot of really fantastic choices, but the want is there, the need is there. And what we're finding with goldback is that people will buy them and they will, they will spread them around and spend them and educate as many people as they can. And it's gotten to the point, like in Utah, I can't use or tip with goldbacks or pull them out of my wallet without people knowing what they are. And that's just in the last few years and that's average people knowing what they are and seeing them. And that's the other really powerful thing about Goldback is it really appeals, not just to the libertarians, not just to the Austrian economists. It's not, it's not like a a nerdy philosophical thing. Goldbacks have an enormous amount of visual appeal to the average person. Agreed. And we see a lot of interest across the political spectrum. It's not, you know libertarians probably get it the most but like people on the left and the right like and everywhere in between they love them because they're beautiful and by the way that's why gold was money for thousands of years it appeals to everyone it's (laughs) shiny what's shinier than a gold back yeah you know you get a lot of surface area on that thing
0: yeah that's a good point it's it's really interesting I, i have um also being a resident of utah i've seen more and more uh, we accept gold backs which I just love seeing um, first of all the, the fact that we can even you know um, I guess exchange goods and services um, with bullion uh, at all anything outside of the federal reserve note is amazing to me right there because there's so many states that can't and so you you add that and then you add goldbacks on top of it.
1: Well, that's actually something that's really interesting and a common misconception. People are bartering with goldbacks all over the country. We thought that the gold back would be a Utah currency and it would stay here. I 95% see. of goldback sales are outside of Utah.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, I was watching another interview with you earlier. Um, can't remember with who. Um, but you had said that. And I can't say I'm that, that surprised, honestly.
1: Well, I mean, imagine that you're listening to this podcast and you live in South Carolina. Well, so what if people in Utah have a, you know, or what are you going to do move to Utah? You know, yeah. no, what people are doing in South Carolina is they'll buy goldbacks and they're valuable, not because they say Utah on them. They're valuable yeah. because they're gold. Goldbacks are just gold. You know, and they'll they'll barter with them and use them wherever they're at. And
0: well, I like that even better because that's like a, you know, agorism. So, right. It's it's amazing. But, I just yeah. I just love it. You know, it's it's a really great. Um, I don't know. I get really excited about it,
1: you know. Well, if, if you love <laughs> it, I'd, I'd encourage you to get a gold back wallet and carry them with you. And every every gold back you spend is a revolutionary yeah. act. At that I, uh, point, every time you use them, you're you're boycotting cash. That's
0: true. That is true. I don't have the wallet yet. So okay. I will have to get my hands on one.
1: I'll make I'll make a final pitch for goldbacks here. This is and this is really pertinent for you, especially if you're in Utah and you've got the business network. So something that we've done to really motivate and drive sales for goldbacks is on goldback.com, you have the trading rate for goldbacks. And I think it's like four dollars or three ninety or something like that. Now what that is is an average price for goldbacks. It's an average between all these different coin dealers of what they're selling goldbacks for. But if you're actually using and spending gold backs if this is the big brain moment here if that's an average price you can buy them for a below average price. You can get gold backs for 360. So if you can buy goldbacks for 360 and you can spend them at four dollars, you're getting 10% off everywhere you spend goldbacks. So not only is it a revolutionary act Hmm. where you're boycotting cash and you have all these great options, you know, we have hundreds of businesses in Utah on our, on our network. I went to the hardware store and bought a grill, a $1,200 grill for gold backs. I got 10% off. Everything in the hardware store. We have home builders. We have car dealerships. I I bought a, I bought a brand new Toyota truck and paid for part of it with gold backs. I got 10% off that part. I got 10% off that part. You think dealers are doing that right now? Like, so, and again, the retailers, the people accepting goldbacks, they know this They're because they know that they can spend that same gold back for that same value at any of the other retailers or any other barter transaction. So by, mm-hmm. by creating a profit incentive, and this is, by the way, the engine for just about every local currency out there. By creating that discount, it incentivizes spending. So if Jacob knows that he can get 10% off every time he uses goldbacks, the more he can incorporate Goldbacks into his budget, the more money he can save, and the more he's spreading and circulating sound money. That's true. That's
0: true. Um, what do you think the uh, rough estimate of how many are out in circulation
1: of somewhere between fifty and eighty million dollars worth? So
0: That's in incredible. terms of
1: in terms of local currencies, Goldback is the most successful local currency in the history of the United States.
0: I believe it. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Well, and you guys are having a hard time keeping up with orders. Aren't you?
1: We, we have been, we've got production up. So like production's gone up substantially in the last couple months, few months. And for me, it just, I feel like I can finally talk about gold backs more. Because it's not, you know, oh by the way, goldbacks is a thing, but don't buy too many. You know, like <laughs> we don't have enough to go around don't buy us out. Well now well now people are buying, you know, they're putting in six figure orders.
0: Because oh, how wow. much is
1: enough money? You know, it's just it's it's a spendable, usable money. People yeah. are buying a lot of goldbacks. And, you know, we're we're able to sell every gold back that can be produced, but this is the right time for growth for us.
0: Yeah, it's it seems like a, a very perfect time (laughs) um man i just looking at the prices um of eggs blew my mind just luckily uh the grocery store we go to me and my wife um you know it's been coming back down but just like with every everything else it fluctuates and then it gets all the way up to a ridiculous price and obviously knowing the uh, the centralized banking, the fiat currency, I just always had a hard time sitting there. Just, man, how would it be if it wasn't, if, if we weren't trapped under a system like this? And thankfully for things like Goldback and, you know, anything other than Federal Reserve notes, I just see a way out a way to uh to be a a quite a bit more free than we were forced to be since birth practically
1: you know and that's the thing if people if people want it it's an option you know it's proving out to be really popular but yeah they say you get the government you deserve (laughs) you can you can take it a step further and say you get the currency you deserve
0: you know, I, I was always fascinated by that first coin that Benjamin Franklin minted that, uh, said, uh, what, what was it? None of your business or something like that. I, I can't remember what was put on the, the coin. Pretty sure it was none of your business. <laughs> Same. Yeah. My finances are none of your business. I just love that. Especially, uh, and mind your business. Yeah. Mind your business. Um, with uh, the federal government wanting transaction records of anything $600 or over, like you guys put us 31 trillion in debt. You can't even balance a checkbook yet. You want to see my transactions, $600 and above. Yeah. There's something, something wrong about that.
1: Well, you know, people care about privacy and they care about privacy a lot. And I think, that's the big threat of the central bank, digital currency. And this is, you know, you kind of have to laugh at yourself a little bit because the people I hang out with, you know, they'll say something like, well, you know, or people I interact with, they'll say, you know, central bank digital currencies will be the end of us. It's horrible. They're going to get rid of cash. And how sad would that be if they got rid of cash? And I say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said, That cash is just Federal Reserve notes and it's just junk anyway. So, you know, which one is it? Is it the tragedy that you're losing cash or the is the tragedy that you have to use cash to begin with?
0: Never focused on the privacy part until it was threatened.
1: Sure. Well, you know, it and really, I mean, the 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 honest answer, if I'm not just being a a, a sarcastic, you know, jerk is (laughs) you know, you're you're going from the frying pan into the fire, right? Yeah, I mean cash is bad, but the fire is worse. You know, and people complain about that. And it's like, well, you know, what if a bunch of libertarians got together and made something better than cash that was made out of gold? Yeah. What if we what if we did that? Then we're out of the the whole abusive relationship altogether. Yeah. You know, you just you just have to have the courage to, you know, use it, you know, and find the small business owners and, you know, tip with it and introduce people and, you know, advance it um, as a money you know, because it's only viable if people use it, it's only it's only going to work long term, if people adopt it, and they take it on as part of a part of a cause or a grassroots mission. And I think that's part of why the goldback is done so well, is if I were to say there was a base of support for the goldback, it's men between the ages of 25 and 40 that got sucked into the Ron Paul movement or, you know, libertarianism (laughs) in general, they found the gold back, they got excited about it. And, you know, the same people that almost, you know, did an upset with the delegates in the Republican convention, you know, getting Ron Paul in there, the same type of activist minded people are advancing the gold back. You know, they're actually spending it. They're carrying it in their wallets. They're introducing it to people. And it's an easy thing to do, you know. I mean, imagine, you know, it's like I was at, um, yeah, I was at a restaurant the other day, I was at Tucanos, and, you know, we'd ordered a bunch of food, and you know, they don't take gold backs at Tucanos, just fine. A few restaurants do, they don't. But I, I brought out a five gold back as a tip, and I was explaining what it was, and the waitress got really excited. She says, "Oh my goodness, you know, that's, that's so cool. I've never seen anything like that before." You know, I I think I'd really love that. Um, But, you know, we had multiple waiters because it was Tucano's. Another one kind of leans in and says, oh, I'd love that, you know. And they're like low-key fighting over this thing in front of me (laughs) because it's cool, you know, and it's my guess is that neither of them were precious metals people, you know, it's young people. It, It introduces a whole new generation into precious metals in a big way. You know, the older generation had precious metals as money. They, they had, they had mercury dimes and they had silver, you know, they had junk silver. It was their money. You know, the young people, the gold back is, is doing a lot to introduce the new generation to what sound money should look like. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for it for that reason.
0: I really like it on, on the simple basis that It is a very impactful way to fight back, and it's a peaceful way to fight back. And, I mean, what's better than just undermining the the entire Federal Reserve system by just using something else?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and I might argue that we're not even undermining it necessarily. I think what would be a total victory for Goldback is, imagine you are a central bank. So you're running the central bank now. I feel like central banks have nothing but bad choices. People are losing faith in their fiat currency. That's true. But you know, a central bank's job fundamentally is to put out a currency that people will use because we need to have currency so we can have civilization. Yeah. So what happens if the politicians have their hand in your pocket, they're, they're encouraging you to pump all this money. I'm just gonna, for a moment, give central banks the benefit of a doubt. If you were to run a central bank yourself, I imagine you've got a stressful job. People are losing faith in your currency. Now what? Do I make a digital currency? Well, people don't trust you. They trust you for the thing you're already (laughs) doing for some reason, but they don't like crypto level trust you. Yeah. You know? I mean, they don't trust you all the way. (laughs) They use you out of convenience. That's that's what this is. But look at Zimbabwe. (laughs) You know, the Zimbabwe Central Bank right now, they're introducing tiny gold coins because they think, Hey, we have gold reserves. Nobody will trust us to peg our dollar to gold because they don't trust us. Let's just put the gold into circulation directly. And by the way, Zimbabwe is not the only central bank doing this. Yeah. Wouldn't it be phenomenal if they did something more like gold back? That's going to be better than tiny gold coins. I I think what we're going to find over the next 10 to 20 years is that central banks will adopt. Currencies like the gold back using the same technology because it's their best choice. And in that sense, the gold at back isn't
0: survival. <laughs> sure.
1: At that at that point, the, the gold back isn't undermining anybody. If anything, we're we're a free research for central banks. it's a good point. So they could dig themselves out of this hole. They have a lot of the gold. You know, let's get the gold in circulation. There's enough gold that if it was in the form of something like a gold back, that it would be enough for everybody. You know, it's a solution that would actually scale out and work. So, yeah. you know, I yeah, don't. That's
0: a really good point.
1: I don't, I don't think, you know, I'd, I'd hate for a central bank to look at the gold back and say they've made a competitor. I, I want them to look at the gold back and say, Hey, maybe that's a solution. Let's keep an eye on it.
0: You know, it'd probably end up like how it has with just, you know, all the other customers, you'll probably have a small holdout of uh, old, old bankers that just, turn their nose up and slowly their business fades
1: away you know what that's the beauty of a rising generation i feel like we are in a revolutionary generation right now and eventually all of these old people that i gotta be really careful i say this i love old people eventually the people that eventually our generation will be making all the choices so whether it's in five years yeah. or 10 years or 20 years or 50 years i believe that the technology behind a goldback will be the future of money
0: so would you say that you're white-pilled fairly optimistic
1: <laughs> i i um you know it i'll, I'll put it this way we're either going to move into a dark age where we're using medieval coins and we're trying to like figure out how to survive <laughs> in a tightly interwound industrial era and we're trying to you know we're gonna have a, a civilization collapse, like the like the like the Bronze Age collapse. That's what we're heading for under the fiat system, or we're heading towards a gold back age. It's gonna be one of the two. Interesting. It's, it's so for me, it's gold backs or bust. You know, like yeah, I I don't want I don't actually want to live in the post apocalyptic future where I have to barter with these things when everything falls apart.
0: I don't want to have to like barter in the traditional sense. Like I'll give you. 12 dozen apples if you carve me a chair. <laughs> yeah, I
1: I don't want to yeah. do that. I don't I want to I want to get away from that. Yeah. I think that the only way out of this in the in the time frame that we're in is if central banks adopt back like technology in the next 10 to 20 years. And that's more likely to happen if we can get people on board circulating and educating people about goldbacks now. And again, mm-hmm. it's it's a grassroots movement. You know, I'll tell you, there's already dozens of members of Congress that own goldbacks. You know, it's already, you know, everybody in the state legislature in Utah knows about goldbacks. They already own goldbacks. But it's a grassroots movement. You know, it comes from the bottom up. And in that sense, it's a call. You know, it's a call to action for anybody that cares about sound money. This is a banner of sound money that you can carry. And this is how we win.
0: Yeah, it's... So that's, that's actually like why I was so adamant about wanting to get you on, um, because this, this is a really big, important conversation. I mean, things, things just seem to be getting worse as far as like the food supply and, uh, you know, I, we keep printing money to send over to wherever. We're just sending money everywhere except for right here and I can I can see such a big obviously I'm not the only one that can see this but I can see just this huge change um this the devaluing and how rapid it's been since uh Joe Biden took office um not that I think I I actually think we're dealing with uh things that Trump did in office like we haven't even got close to Biden yet but uh, just within that time frame, the the inflation, um, sure. it's just it's almost like it happened overnight or like within a week's time, you know, is what it feels like because it's so dramatic.
1: Inflation slow until it's fast.
0: Yeah, good. And
1: that's and that's well the thing. It. I think I think it's gonna impact everybody in such a way where people will look for solutions. And I'm trying to do everything that I can right now to build up the production of gold back so that if we did have foreign central banks or local central banks that wanted to pursue this, that the infrastructure is being built up now.
0: Do you think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of like what money is, which wouldn't be surprising to me because there's no financial literacy class in school? But, like, I, I have legitimately heard people recently in person state that the economy is doing
1: well. Like, <laughs> um, You know what? I don't know. I, I, I can't pretend to have all the answers and all the things. I, I feel like I have, like, a very little narrow thing that I'm trying to work on. But if it's successful, having a sound money over a fiat money system for the world... Is about as close to the roots of most of our problems that I can go. But
0: you you understand the importance of sound money.
1: Absolutely. No, that's that's the whole there, point. of there's the There's definitely
0: Bank. lots of people that don't.
1: The goldback is a sound money. It, it's fundamentally a sound money project. Um, in terms of how people yeah, understand money, yeah. you know, look at money, I don't. I don't know. I think people just use what they know works. I think the reason why you would accept a hundred dollar bill is you have confidence that within a reasonable enough time frame. That you can spit out that hundred dollar bill to somebody else and get your value out of it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like yeah. we're playing a faster and faster game of musical chairs, with fewer chairs. And yeah. there's a real problem to that. I I really hope the music keeps going. I need time. I need we need time to get this solution on you know implemented. Um, I don't know how much time we have. You know, it's very possible that you know concern. if if things go dark before we're ready. You know, the Goldback will be a life raft to everybody that owns them. I'm really hoping that we have enough time where it can be a life raft for everybody. You know, we can just move everybody on to the brand new ship before the ship sinks and not just, hey, if you were really smart and really, really, you know, in the know, you got to be one of the few survivors.
0: Makes me and, think that uh, Futurama episode where they think the earth is going to be destroyed by a solar flare and they have to choose all the all the people in that little like yes or no box they stick their hand in <laughs> but yeah it's it's something that concerns me um when i see it, that's actually why i started my show i i wanted to showcase people that are like trying to do things to stop <laughs> this this uh bombardment of just terrible things coming down on us
1: yeah um, what are you going to do about it what are you going to do about yeah. it what are things that anyone can do what can the average person do about it exactly you know what can you what are small actions that you can take to steer the ship away from the iceberg or to build the other ship so we can hop on it you know what are what are no. things that we can proactively do to make things better and you know for the people using goldbacks it's hey let's use goldbacks let's introduce goldbacks to more people. Let's sign up businesses. You know, there's a dozen different ways to get involved in this sound money movement. I designed it that way on purpose. You know, it's not Jeremy Corden has all the answers and he's going to save us. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hand you a shovel so you can save yourself, you know? So,
0: yeah, and
1: and I'm counting on people to, to hop on the cause. I, we really need that for it to be successful. So at the end of the day, if we're not successful and you didn't participate, you know, you can blame yourself. You know, because yeah. you were you were part of it not being successful, and that's empowering. Yeah. It's a two edged sword because you, I'm asking people to take on the responsibility. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the hard thing about all of this. Um, you know, working in the Libertarian Party, I've mm-hmm. <laughs> I've learned trying to uh, to pitch the idea of self responsibility, self reliance is. It, it's tough. It's not impossible, but it's tough.
1: It is tough. I think, I think most people want somebody else to solve the problem for them. Yeah, that's true. But, but uh, again, and that's why I like libertarians, you know, it's, I feel like in the crowd, there's enough people that truly believe in taking on responsibility and that's why they believe in a Republic. You know, it's a, it's a good crowd. It's a really good crowd.
0: So I don't want to keep you for too long. Um, Just a couple more things. Uh, One last question. It's a quick question. But do you want to go ahead and shout out, let everyone know where they could possibly find out more information?
1: Oh, I probably should, huh? Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I'd recommend goldback.com. Goldback.com is going to be a great resource. You can find where to buy these things. You can find out what you can do. You can find ways to get involved. If you happen to live in one of the goldback states, great. We have a business network for you if you don't um most business owners most small business owners will take them they'll take gold as payment so you know we have a lot of educational tools and resources there we've got a lot of bullion dealers that sell gold backs so yep
0: and uh that is down in the episode description which is where it will stay uh, for as long as this video is where it is so um thanks for everyone watching um this this was a great time, Jeremy. Um, This is just, it's, it's really important to me. And this is just one of those things that the average person can do have a major impact by not having to dedicate their lives to politics or,
1: you know, it's, it's a small thing, but it's a big thing. And again, goldbacks are designed to give you discounts every time you use them. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm trying to make it a, you know, we've created a strong financial incentive, you know, to, to use these things.
0: So the the last question, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up and get out of here. I, I like asking this because I like hearing everyone else's different perspectives, and that's why does liberty matter in the first place?
1: You know, I think that liberty is about believing in the average individual to make choices for themselves rather than having a hierarchy that's so strict that the individual is shielded or protected from the weight of their own decisions and consequences from them I think I think Liberty is a you know, it's a super empowering concept I mean it was revolutionary in the times of the monarchy because it used to be a top-down system you know the king had the baron the baron had the vassal the vassal had the serf you know and if you were a serf you know you didn't you didn't have to yeah. make a you know, choices outside of, you know, you didn't have to make that many choices and that was comfortable for a lot of people. I think the idea is that we can all be Kings.
0: Hmm. Well said. I like that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy. I definitely want to get you on again. Thank you everyone for staying uh, this far into the episode. Make sure to hit that like button, subscribe. Uh, Most of you that watch this are not subscribed. So please, uh, subscribe, help us out, help us grow. And uh, let's see, we've got some pretty cool guests coming up. We've got a G. Edward Griffin coming somewhere in the next week or two. So uh, just subscribe and you'll find out when. So until next time, stay free, my friends.